Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to my weekly email newsletter, Friday Focus. Each Friday, I focus on one topic with one action arising. The link to sign up is in the show notes or head over to amyrolinson.com and sign up right now. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Diane Andrew. Hello, Diane. How are you? Hi there. I'm really good. Thank you. Well, we were brought together by the lovely Maria Guimaraes. I think you you mentioned that you listened to her episode and you reached out after that. Yes. Uh, well, myself and Maria trained NLP together um, and stayed uh, very close friends Um after that so yeah she uh, she messaged me to say um she'd been on your podcast so I listened and um, thought it was amazing and then listened to a few more of your episodes and just loved the message that you put out so yeah I got in touch well let's just dive straight in what is it that you're looking to share what messages that you want to put out into the world well I work with women in life and business to empower them to know that they can do anything that they put their mind to. Uh, because we as women go through so many changes in life. Some of them we choose and some of them we don't. Um, but what happens is we get all these things thrown at us. And alongside that, so we can be going through relationship breaks up, ill health. We can be looking after elderly relatives, um, parenthood, so many different things. And along with that, we are running our own businesses, holding our full-time jobs, and you can feel like you're spinning plates or juggling sometimes, and it can be very difficult to do everything at the same time and navigate all these changes we go through. So what I have been through quite a lot myself, um, and through that journey, um, I came into coaching, and my message is to share with other women that you can, you have this deep inner strength that we don't always tap into. We've all got it. And we only ever seem to tap into it when we're in crisis point. Um, and I want to share the message that it's there as a resource. You've got it to use all the time so that when things do go um, tough in life, when, when tough things do happen, the fall isn't as hard because you've built that strength and that resilience and you can get through things. Um, and my journey took me to that point. And I want to share that with other women now, especially women who are running their own businesses as well, because that comes with so many obstacles along the way. So, yeah, that's um, that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. Well, I definitely identify with the fact that as a woman, we're all juggling and particularly at this period in life, in midlife, where you're sort of sandwiched between still raising children and then having elderly parents and, and grandparents even sometimes, but elderly relatives. That, and we've certainly been through that recently in our in our family. This deep inner strength that you mentioned, Diane, 
how has it served you? How has it shown up for you? And, and where did it perhaps raise its head during a, a moment of crisis? Well, I would say I've always been a very positive person. I've always had a very good positive mindset. Uh, and then that got challenged along the way. So I was married for 17 years. And within that time, we decided to start a family, which you think is quite a straightforward, easy thing to do uh, until you find that you can't. So we had to embark on the um, path of IVF, which for anybody out there that's been through that will know it's very stressful, very disappointing when it doesn't work. And it can be very challenging on your relationship as well. So it was that was a difficult time in itself. And uh, I pulled on my resilience when we went through that. I worked in a seven figure business. It was a family business. And I loved that. I loved the business. I loved the building. I really enjoyed what I did. But then, unfortunately, after 17 years, my marriage ended. It was my choice. And that's one of the messages that I share as well, is that we all have choices in life. And some of them we make ourselves, some of them are taken out of our control, but we react, we can react to how we control to the ones that are out of our control. But in this instance, I, I made the choice uh, to leave my marriage for lots of different reasons. But even though it was my choice, it was still a very difficult decision to make. I had three young children. And I left the marriage. And because of that, I unfortunately lost my job as well because it was a family company. So I took a year out to, I moved out the marital home and I took a year out to kind of get my head together and work out what I wanted to do in life moving forward and how I wanted to move forward, as well as negotiating all the um, things that get brought up with, with divorce and, and a young family as well. So it's quite a difficult time, even though I, I'd chosen that path. I look back now and I see that I actually was very brave to have taken that choice because it would have been a lot easier to stay. However, it wouldn't have been the right thing. So I was a year after my divorce, after moving out, and then I thought, right, okay, what am I going to do now? The world's my oyster. I can do anything I want to do work-wise. And I just sort of was just getting into that place of excitement. Um, I wanted to work for myself, wanted to set my own business up. Uh, and then, unfortunately, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkinson's lymphoma. So that was uh, a really big blow at the time in saying that I still had a choice in how I was going to move forward with that. And I chose to move forward with a positive mindset. And I thought, OK, I've got this. How am I going to deal with it? And I just remember stood looking in the mirror one that literally I just had the the, uh, the diagnosis with the consultant. And I took myself off into the bathroom and I just remember stood looking in the bathroom mirror and looking at my reflection, knowing that I'd looked at this reflection that morning. But what I was seeing now was something very different because the person looking back at me now was someone that had this awful thing growing inside me. And I just remember looking at myself and just pointing at myself in the mirror and just saying, you know what, you can do this, Diane. You can do this. You can kick its ass. And 
I walked out the bathroom and I thought, right. And I just said to the consultant, look, right, okay, what do we do now? What do we do next? Um, and that's how I chose to move forward through that difficult time. And I firmly believe that my positive mindset was a big part of me, you know, getting through that treatment and in turn, you know, kicking its ass in the end. Because fortunately, uh, a year later, I was um, in recession. Uh, remission sorry <laughs> and and then I, I unfortunately because of the sort of cancer I had I then had a, a two-year maintenance treatment after that which meant that um, I stayed on part of my chemo cocktail which kept my energy low it kept my immunity low so it kept me on a quite um, low resilience I'd fortunately met um, a wonderful um, new partner Simon uh, just before I was diagnosed so you know I had the the amazing support of him I had amazing support of my family and friends who were just fantastic through it all um, so yeah I had a, another couple of years after that where my resilience and everything was low um, kept my positive mindset going but then I got to a stage again where I was like, right I'm ready to start work I'm ready to go out into the world I'd love to run my own business and then all of a sudden, all these doubts crept in, uh, low self-confidence, my limiting beliefs. I was thinking to myself, well, you know, you've been out of work for five years now. Who, who's going to employ you if you go for a job? Or, you know, who are you to think you can run your own business? My self-esteem, my confidence, everything was, was flat. And it was a really difficult time for me then because I'd always had this positive mindset. And I was in real conflict of all these self-doubts that were dragging me down. And I actually really didn't know what to do and which way to turn at that point. Uh, I unfortunately as well, it was like two buses come, you wait for one bus and two come at once because of the um, radiotherapy I'd had around my pelvic area. Uh, it then threw me into early menopause as well. So along with everything else, I had all the wonderful symptoms of menopause as well. So, you know, there was a lot going on around that time. And um, somebody told me of this motivational speaker who was speaking in London. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go along to that and just sort of see what it's all about. And I went to a four day event in London, which was a real life-changing moment for me I'd <laughs> I'd been waiting when when you get diagnosed with cancer a lot of people tell you a lot of different stories and a lot of people were telling me about the light bulb moments they'd had when they'd been diagnosed and I was thinking okay what's going to be my light bulb moment and I got quite excited thinking, oh, I wonder what mine will be and you know sort of few months passed and nothing had happened and six months passed and still no light bulb and 12 months on the light bulb and I thought oh, okay maybe I'm not going to get mine and then I kind of realized that a lot of the light bulb moments that people had told me about was things like they'd realized they were working too hard and they were they'd had too much stress at work or they were in a relationship where they weren't happy and a lot of the changes they made in life were around those things and I realized that I'd actually made all those changes so my light bulb moment wasn't something like that Mine came from these four days, this motivational speaker, who it really switched something in me. 
for one, the energy that was there, the energy in the room, because I've been so low on energy, it was like I was feeding off this, this amazing energy of all these people. And I got chatting to a coach down there. And this coach, we, we got in a real conversation and she sort of said, you know, what, what do you do? Uh, and I used to hate saying I don't do anything because I kind of lost my sense of identity as well, because it was like, who was I now? I didn't have a job, but and I wasn't a wife anymore. I'm still a mum, but who's Diane? You know, who am I? And I'd really lost that sense of who I was. And when we were chatting, we, we chatted for quite a long time. And it was this beautiful soul who actually said to me, you know what, I think you'd be I'm really good as a coach. And uh, I can't be a coach, you know. And um, anyway, I came away from that event and I thought a little bit more about it. And I just thought, you know what? I would really like to help other women go through all this that like I've been through or all different changes that you go through. Because what that four day event gave me, I did a lot of soul searching within it, a lot of deep work in, for myself. And then through talking to that coach, I thought, you know what, I can do this. I can run my business. I can do something for myself. I can go out and I can nail whatever it is that I want to do. I can do this. And that came back in again. And I came away from those four days just empowered and ready to take on the world I felt like I could do anything so within three three weeks I'd signed up to um, train as an NLP coach um, which included timeline therapy and hypnotherapy um, and then from that point forward I've I've trained in uh, lots of other things and, and and as a coach and yeah just through all that it's it's working with women as I do now and seeing those moments where somebody will come to me a client will come to me and they will be in a place of self-doubt low confidence low self-esteem while wanting to move forward in the business but the self-sabotage these thoughts of oh how can I get to a next step how can I be better than I am I can't do that and to see those transformations and to see those women move forward I had a beautiful client last week who had had a really rough day at work when she came to see me and the first thing she kind of collapsed in the chair and said oh god today's just been awful it's just been you know just so difficult and halfway through the session she just said to me she said I don't know what it is she said but you know the energy I get from you she says I just feel like a different pit I feel like I've just had the most amazing day at work and I know that I haven't so for to be able to make those sort of transformations for people is just amazing to to see somebody walk through the door one day and then by the end of our sessions walk out and just be transferred and basically go off and, and do amazing things is just fabulous I love it I love what I do I can tell it's fantastic, <laughs> Diane. It really is. I want to just understand a bit more about the positive mindset that you said that you've always had. Can you trace it back knowing the work of timeline therapy and, and hypnotherapy? Can you trace that back to moments when you were installing that for yourself, when you were embedding it and believing it? Yeah, I 
I've always, you know, I had a, a lovely childhood. There was there were, there were no problems with my child. My mum and dad are still together now. You know, I, I've got a, a brother and we had, a, you know, a great upbringing. You know, money was a bit tight sometimes, but I think that probably served me well back then because, you know, I kind of had three paper rounds, a Saturday job, you know, I, I had a good work ethic from being quite young. Um, and I just think, I'd always just had an ability to, to, my values have always stayed quite strong. I mean, we all take our values from our parents, from teachers, from mentors, aunts and uncles, as we grow up, you know, we're all born a blank canvas. And then, you know, we learn these things as we go along from our, from our peers. And when I reflect back and I look back now, I can see that I was always quite good at looking at what was going on around me and sort of cherry picking what I liked and what I didn't like. So instead of sort of growing up purely with my parents' values, I've grown up and thought, you know, OK, when I have kids, I really liked that. So I'm going to do that with my kids. But you know what? I didn't really, you know, I probably do that differently. So I was always very good at um, being a, not not being narrow-minded. I've always been quite open-minded. Um, I've always been very good at um, perspectives as well. You know, when I've had friends going through difficult relationships, instead of just saying to a friend, oh, you know, dumping is no good for you, I'd always sort of chat to them and say, well, you know, well, what about, you know, have you thought about how he sees that? And, you know, so I've always had... My friends many times over the years have sort of said, oh, you'd be an ace counsellor, you should be a counsellor and things like that. Um, so I've always had quite a natural way of being able to look at things in a balanced way, I suppose is a good way to put it. Um, and just through that, I think just having my parents around me and, and just good, good advice and just people to look up to I've just kept that positive mindset um if I've always looked on the positive side so if if someone says something negative I've always sort of contrad that and sort of says oh well you know if someone's like oh you're there really moody I'm like well you don't know what's going on in their life and you know it could be so I've always sort of done that it's just always come as a, a natural a natural thing really and do you recognize that you understood what values were when you were younger or do you feel that it's something that you can now look back on and understand that the values were there because you now understand more about personal development yeah I think I think when I was sort of younger I'd say okay right when say for instance when I had my own children right when I have my children I'm going to do that I think that's lovely but you know I'm not going to do that I do that differently now when I reflect back I can see that, that that's what values were. I didn't know what values were at the time, but now I know that's that's what they were. Um, it, yeah, and, and, you know, with your emotional blocks um, and things like that, because it's like, it's like climbing a mountain. It's like climbing a mountain, and coaching's like climbing a mountain. You put a rucksack on your back when you're at the bottom of the mountain with loads of stuff in that you don't really need. You might put a bottle of water in and then you put loads of stuff you don't really need in there because you don't really want to leave it behind. And you start walking up this big mountain 
and the bag gets heavier and heavier and you get hotter and hotter and it gets harder and harder. And then halfway up, you think, you know what, I actually don't really need all this stuff. And you can take the big heavy rucksack off, dump it on the path at the side, and then you feel so much lighter, so much freer, and you can walk up that mountain, fly up there, get to the top and celebrate that you got there. And I think coaching's a little bit like that with the metaphor of the rucksack being all your emotional baggage, all your limiting beliefs, all your emotional blocks that we hold on to from childhood. And, you know, we carry it on our shoulders through life. And unless you work at releasing those and letting those go, they can keep you weighed down and they can stop you getting to where you want to get to in life. And what I do is I help people to put that rucksack down. I help them to leave their limiting beliefs and their emotional blocks that are stopping them moving forward so that they can reach the goal of where they want to get to and beyond. You know, for me, it's about, you know, helping women to celebrate their fabulous because we're all fabulous. Uh, sometimes we just need to believe that a little bit more um, reaching their higher performance and, and, you know, helping them to shine their light. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying here, Diana. And what I'm curious about is the the journey that you've been on and the journey that you want to continue, there's been a, a questioning point that you've said, right, what's next? So yeah. I'm going to ask you, what's next for you in terms of purpose? For my purpose, I I mean, I, I love doing what I do. I love helping people. I love seeing those breakthroughs. And I'm moving forward now and I, I, want, I want to help more women in business especially around I mean I'm 52 now especially around my age I think when women get to this age they you know look like mine I've got two my twin boys are 16 now and my daughter's nine nearly 19 so they're kind of making their own path and and I have this time now to you know sort of really focus on myself and, and what I want to do and I think a lot of women get to that point but they have this mindset of you know if you're kind of over 40 or over 45 you know it's too late to start a business it's too late to do something for myself but you have this time now and a lot of women want to do it but don't think that they can do it and I want to help women to say, yes, you can do it. You, you've got all these years of knowledge and everything it's in there, you know, use it. So I, I love business. I love the business side. And so for me, it's about moving forward and helping women in business achieve what they want to achieve and work on their, their high performance, work on getting themselves to a place where they want to be. And it's interesting that you said that these women have got time now and that it's not too late. And I believe that, that it's it's never too late to, do, to be who you might have been. But 100%. What's curious, and I, I think I experienced this as well, is that it was a compromise before. They feel that they had to put life on hold up until this point. And now with hindsight, I realized that I could have done other things if I'd really wanted to or known about what it was I really wanted, but I just didn't really ask myself those questions. And that I did, I did have that, uh, I'll put things on pause. 
And yes, my children are very similar age to you. They're 19 and 17. And, and I do have a huge amount of time. But what strikes me is that you recognized when the children were young, the importance of time for yourself. By making those difficult choices, you still prioritized yourself as well. Yeah, and that was a very difficult part of my journey because it's it's a very difficult one. I mean, you know, I've worked with with women who have been in a situation of, you know, within divorce, do they stay or do they leave? Or, you know, when they've got past divorce stage or, you know, they're just thinking about it initially. And it is a very, very difficult, delicate stage. You know, at the time my, my children were seven, my boys were seven and my daughter was nine, you know, which is very young. And when I look back now at the photos, it actually, you know, it can make me feel a little bit emotional because I think, gosh, yeah, they were so small. But I knew that for for many reasons, my marriage wasn't right. And the day that I realised that was the day that I realised I spent more of my time being sad than I was happy. And that was a, a, a real point for me because I thought you know I've I've got one life and I've got one life to live and do I want to spend it being sad and then taking the children into consideration but I thought I actually the the the, what I actually thought to myself was when my I mean I I, I thought my daughter because she was the old one I thought when my daughter gets to 18 if I if I wait if I stay in the marriage for the sake of the children then when Mia's 18, would she turn around and thank me for that? Or would she turn around because she's seen me unhappy for all that time, say, you know, mum, why did you stay? You shouldn't have stayed for us. And and I thought that and I thought, actually, no, I'd, I'd be doing them a disservice because I want, wanted my children to grow up to see what a happy relationship is and not give them the lesson of this this isn't what a relationship should be so um so I chose to leave which was a difficult choice but then you know a few years later when when I'd met my partner now um we always have this sort of jokey thing where you know the <laughs> anyone who's listening to this with children knows that um you know, if if you uh, show any emotion to your partner in front of the kids, if you have a little cuddle or a little silly kiss or anything, the kids are like, uh, uh, you know, stop it, stop it, that's horrible. So we purposely do <laughs> just to annoy the kids sometimes. Um, and my daughter came in the room to tell me something one day. And uh, as she was leaving the room, uh, we kind of went, oh, she's going now. We can have kissy, kissy, cuddle time like this. And, and she turned around. And she went, oh, for goodness sake, and walked out. But then she turned around and came back in the room and said, you know what? When I grow up and I have a relationship, I want it to just be like yours. And then she went back out and I just said to my partner, you know what? If I ever needed any valid, I didn't, but if I ever needed any validation of of leaving and showing my kids what a, a, a good relationship is then then that was it there so you know it is a difficult choice to make but you know you make it for the right reasons so yeah yeah being a role model in life is there's so many different facets to it and sometimes making a difficult decision as you did was the right one because of the of the decisions that you made and the the commitment that you made to to being honest to yourself then that is you know testament to you being true to yourself because if you're not true to yourself who are you going to be true to 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I, you know, I, I do think as well that that, you know, a light was shone on that, you know, if whatever year and a half later when I was diagnosed with, with cancer because, you know, that was, was a scary time. Uh, for me, my driving force in that was, you know, I've, I've just got my life back kind of thing and, and I'm not going to give it up yet, you know. So, you know, it was a real sort of driving force, but it was it was a real sort of reminder that we we have this one life and to absolutely, you know, make the most of it. So I have friends around me that, you know, when it was coming up to, you know, a couple of years ago, we all had our 50th birthdays and everyone's like, oh my goodness, I'm 50. And they all dreaded it. And I was celebrating it like anything, like I do... Age has never bothered me because, again, I think it's that positive mindset of, you know what, we're going to get old every year. You're going to get old. What's the point in worrying about it? You know, it's, it's something that's going to happen. So, you know, again, it's that whole, you know, external things. You can't control the fact you're going to get aged. It's how you respond to it. So, you know, I've always responded to it with, OK, I'm another year I'm another year older and even now more so because every time I hit a birthday, it's like, yeah, I've lived another year, you know, let's freaking celebrate it. You know, it's not been, it's not something to, um, you know, to be sad about, it's something to celebrate. So I do sort of have that different outlook. Well, not completely different, but, you know, different to to some, some of the people around me, you know? So yeah, it's, um, I have a, a a reputation of being quite a cheery, smiley person. And I just think it's it's tapping into that. I'm very attuned with my own energy. Um, and I work a lot on that. And it's something I work with my clients as well, because it's not just about doing some of the basic stuff, it's about doing the inner work because we have to love ourselves before we can move forward. It's about accepting us for who we are, faults and everything. You know, if I look in the mirror before I leave the house for the day, you know, I look at myself and I'm like, yeah, you look good. You rock it. You know, it's because, you know, it, it's accepting yourself and how you are, warts and all. Um, um, I had a client last week, she actually walked in with these amazing boots on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love those boots. And straight away she kind of said, oh, well, oh, I only got them from Sun, so they were really cheap. And. And it was like she was apologising for the boots. And, and you know, so that was one of the first things we worked on on that day. And I said, you know, it's it's like if someone says to you, oh, your hair looks nice, how many times do you apologise for it? And kind of go, oh, well, I just washed it this morning. Or they say, oh, I love your dress. Or, oh, we're only a tenner for a matalan, or it's only a tenner in the sale or whatever. And we tend to apologise when people compliment us. So one thing I work with my clients is, you know, accept those compliments you know if someone says your hair look nice just say oh yeah thanks you know I really like it the minute I love this coat at the moment and it's just accepting that and it's a lot harder to do than than what you initially think but yeah it's all about that self-love and self-acceptance it's so true and practicing saying thank you is is a great exercise <laughs> and, and meaning it you know just yeah. literally and just leaving it at that no no more you just say oh thank you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it is a great exercise and it, well it's not an exercise it's a life skill and mm. i just want to go back to the moment when you realized that you were expecting a light bulb moment yeah. but then you realized it wasn't a light bulb moment because you'd already had that you weren't you weren't going to have a light bulb moment because yeah. you'd already had all of these sort of various decisions that you'd made. Was that not a light bulb moment in itself? 
It was, yeah. I have to, <laughs> I have to say, hand on heart, I was really disappointed that I didn't get my light bulb. I was, I was literally like, okay, it's going to come soon. It's going to come soon, um, and it didn't. And I, I think it was, I think it was a while after that that I, I, I had that realization, and I just thought, right, okay, why did I not get my light bulb moment? And then I thought, right, so what were other people's light bulb moments that that spoke to me? And um, like I say, when when I kind of really sat and thought about it, I thought, well, okay, these are all things that I've already um, addressed in my life. These are things where, you know, obviously I, I wasn't working at the time, so um, I wasn't massively overly stressed at work. I didn't not like, because a lot of people don't like the jobs and, you know, that those life-changing moments that make them think, I'm not enjoying my job, so I'm going to do something I do enjoy. Or, you know, it can be a relationship that's not healthy or it, all sorts and everything and all those things I'd already addressed to get to that point. So, you know, by that point, yeah, that was a light bulb moment. It was kind of like, ah, okay, I'm not going to get that light bulb moment because... I've done it already and so yeah that was the light bulb moment actually so yeah it was uh it was quite a moment that but um but yeah I think my second one was the um when I was at the uh the four days in London because that was the that was the shift that was the big changing point for me okay because I would never um I'd, I'd sort of looked into counseling and that but it just it just wasn't right for me in in lots of different ways whereas coaching was the right path for me because coaching is all about moving forward it's all about positivity and moving forward and and that sits with me that that is where I sit in life it's my it's how I work it 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 just resonates with the inner me my soul and and how I like to be and how I like to live so that really that really was the all right okay when I looked more into it it was uh yeah it was where I wanted to be and I love it I love it yeah well I'm sure you'll have another half a century at least going forward with it Diane I think because the way that your your positivity shines I'm sure you you will live a long and fulfilled life so tell me how could people reach out to you what's the best way for them to connect uh well I'm on all social media platform well most so I'm on Facebook uh Instagram LinkedIn and um I've got a website as well so that's just uh, just having a little bit of work on it at the moment, actually. So, uh, but yeah, so all those um, all those avenues. Um, I also have a Facebook group as well, empowering women through life and business. Great. Well, I put all those links into the show notes so people can just connect easily for you, for them, and for you. And I just want to say thank you. It was great that you reached out to Maria and you've come on the show and sharing your message to help more women in life sort of not live a life of disappointment, but understand that there is way more opportunities out there. So thank you for pioneering your purposeful life. It really is fantastic, Diana. Have you got some final words for the audience, please? Yeah. My final words would be to say that you can do this. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, you can do it. You just find your path, find some help along the way if that's what you need. But if you want to do something, you can do it. Just go for it. Shine your light. 
be fabulous. We're all fabulous. Sometimes you just need a little help finding it. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.